Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. My dad works in B2B marketing. He came by my school for career day and said he was a big ROAS man. Then he told everyone how much he loved calculating his return on ad spend. My friends still laugh at me to this day. Not everyone gets B2B, but with LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people who do. Get $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to another bonus episode of Yeah, That's Probably an Ad. I'm Olivia Morley, Adweek's senior agencies reporter, and today is an exciting episode for me because this week we're talking about Forrester's media agency evaluation, which is out now and, full disclosure, actually helped launch this evaluation. Um specifically for media agencies back when I worked at Forrester five years ago. So first, just to give you some context here, if you haven't been in a Forrester wave or read a wave report before. So it's really a process where these groups come in, they show an analyst like Forrester principal analyst Jay Patizal everything that they've got to offer. And so it might look like they're pitching Forrester as they might pitch a piece of new business. The format is really similar. And so Jay really gets the benefit of understanding the full gamut of what's going on out there in the industry as if he had invited all of the major hold codes to a comprehensive media pitch. And he has the benefit of understanding after the process is complete how they stack up next to each other, but also going beyond that, beyond just this evaluation Understanding what trends are unfolding across the ecosystem that both agencies and brands need to care about. So I invited Jay back on this podcast to talk about the wave evaluation. Thanks for joining us, Jay. Can you tell us a little bit about the wave just to get us started? Well, thanks for having me back on. The Forrester Wave is our signature evaluative research that uh, looks at a category of capabilities and, and in this instance is uh, media services and evaluates the top players in that category to help our clients make more informed buying decisions. Sure thing, Jay. It's so much fun to collaborate with you on this particular topic given the fact that we actually worked on this wave together now five years ago. I think. One of the more interesting things to me when I sort of look at the report is that evaluation now is done at the group level, whereas when we evaluated 
these agencies back then, we evaluated them on the individual brand level. So um, for all of our listeners, an example of this would be like we'd look at a Kara versus a Dentsu X versus an iProspect instead of looking at just Dentsu Media as a single entity. So Jay, can you talk us through why you changed the nature of the evaluation in that way? The shift that we made with this particular research was to look at the, the group level offering. And to pick up your example, rather than evaluating Kara or Dentsu-X or iProspect uh, specifically, we made the decision to look at Dentsu Media's full offering because they often in new business and with existing business, they bring the full resources of the group and a, a team of, of agencies together to service the business. And so in a, in a nutshell, I think what, what I'm saying is that some clients, not all clients, but some clients tend to buy at, at the group level, at the Omnicom Media Group, at the Puvasis Media, at the Dentsu Media, at the IPG Media Brands or Group M level. And their relationship is with the media group in addition to, you know, the team of agencies that makes up the team and their resource. Here's Dentsu Media's Doug Rosen and OMG's Florian Adamski, who put it another way. If you look historically at Forrester's activity, it was very siloed in a lot of ways, almost representing how agency structures were siloed. And what you're seeing this year, which is why I think Dentsu got such strong rankings in Execution Roadmap, is things are coming together, less silos are being established, and Therefore, it's, it's important to view group level um, capabilities versus agency level capabilities since there is so much in the group that, that is powering each of our agency brands. The main component and the main dynamic that we've been seeing uh, ever since Forrest decided to look into this space is the complexity, the degree of complexity in the marketplace has skyrocketed. Clients struggle with creating a full, holistic and connected view of the many different marketing service components and technology components that are connected and associated with that from doing pure media or creative agency re reviews. They are looking for help for somebody to stitch together the different parts that make up a holistic marketing operation in today's modern data-driven uh, world. Yeah. And I think Forrest over time has truly grown itself a reputation of being A, independent, B, being very savvy, especially as it comes to the technology uh, space, but C, being one of the very, very few sources of intelligence that could actually would actually have the authority to look at technology components mm. but also service components and put it in context with some of the more recent market developments as it relates to media activation programmatic buying so very a lot of the media auditors they they struggle to connect these pieces they either come from the pure servicing 
capability aspect or they look at it from a pure cost perspective mm -hmm. and Forrester combines these two into one more holistic view of the marketplace. So for this evaluation, Jay narrowed it down to seven holding companies and evaluated all of those individual media agencies together within groups. Jay, can you walk us through those seven? I mean, the seven are the major global holding companies. There's uh, Omnicom Media Group, which is, you know, the, the all the uh, media agencies inside of Omnicom. Publicis Media, similar situation. Dentsu Media. Group M, which is WPP's uh, media group, IPG Media Brands, Havas Media Group, and the Stagwell Media Network. The Stagwell Media Network was formed um, just uh, within the last year, and it's uh, a product of Stagwell and MDC Partners uh, merger and their media assets coming together. And collectively, I mean, this, 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 these are the seven largest holding companies and the seven largest uh, uh, media companies globally, and, and they represent hundreds of billions of media dollars under management. I want to ask about a couple of the trends that you detailed in the report. Um, the first one that you called out, which I thought was really interesting, is how the silos of brand marketing and performance media are really disintegrating, and those two disciplines are coming together. Can you talk to me a little bit about what you saw in the evaluations um, that helps you identify that trend and realize that that's something that's happening right now? Sure. I mean, the best media companies connect brand and demand. And th this has been something that has has been under underway for uh, uh, at least the last, you know, 24 or so months. Um, and you can see it in the mergers and the, and the consolidations that are, that have taken place. For example, over at Dentsu, iProspect and Visium merged together. Uh, and they're now known as, as iProspect, but iProspect is their, of course, their, their performance marketing, uh, agency and Visium was a brand media agency. And so they're quite literally bringing these, these two capabilities together. The same thing is, is underway right now with Essence and Mediacom at Group M. Um, where they're bringing a, a, a digital specific uh, company together with a, a brand, you know, media player. And, and the reason this is happening is because, you know, consumers really don't distinguish between, <laughs> you know, what's upper funnel or lower funnel. They don't distinguish between, you know, a, a piece of brand communication or something that is intended to, to elicit a, a, a direct response. They see it all as, 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 as just advertising. And it's part of their larger experience. Here's Rosen on the group's performance media offering. We have actually built the category 25 plus years ago. And in separate performance specific waves, we've been a leader six plus times. So in those two areas, execution roadmap, performance media, we were the only network to receive the highest rankings. It's also great to see that our excellence in commerce media is being recognized we got a high ranking there as well. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. 
Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. So according to Forrester, this is all to the end of meeting customers where they are in an increasingly omni-channel world. And performance media appears to be at the very heart of that. Clients are trying to to address consumers anywhere and everywhere they are in in order to provide them the you know the best possible branded uh, experience and and to improve their performance in the marketplace and so what you know traditionally was you know separate budgets with separate leaders and and separate campaigns and sometimes even separate suppliers and 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 agencies is has been you know merging together and uh the media agencies are have very much been the kind of the tip of the spear in 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 the merge of that and we see it really clearly in the data in that all media agencies whether uh large uh, global um in in this particular researcher or or you know any of the number of performance and digital uh, media agencies that we also track they all indicate that performance marketing is the most important capability and offering that they have for not only their clients but for their own businesses you know it's 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 not a new concept that you know the heavy cover of brand helps you know, direct response. I mean, we've known this in, in, in marketing for, for decades, but in, in a digital context, I think we're somewhat kind of rediscovering that, um, as the, you know, the, 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 the purchase funnel is collapsing and the experience is much closer together. Consequently, the media agencies are bringing the capabilities together to address that more full funnel. Another thing that Jay points to in the report is a convergence of disciplines across the industry. And when people talk about convergence, they're talking about disciplines colliding. So, for example, you might notice that a lot of agencies in the space are amping up their e-commerce offerings, for example, or maybe they're building out privacy specialties. This is happening because there's just so much involved in marketing today that doing it any other way is just untenable. So even thinking about the supply chain situation that we're dealing with right now, You just can't advertise a product that's not yet on the shelf. So it's become so much more important for a media practitioner to be plugged into a client's merchandising team. Listen to Jay describe how he saw that reflected in the evaluation. Capabilities um, uh, from, you know, what we would traditionally think would be different types of agencies um, are converging. You know, the, mar- the market is, is converging. You can see it from a number of angles. 
you know, outside of the, the media space, you can see it with, um, the consultancies adding more and more creative services, whereas the, the agencies that historically offer lots and lots of creativity are adding more consulting and technology services. You know, so there's one layer of convergence inside the, the media world. It's, yeah, it's definitely centered around performance and, and brand and, and commerce. Um, the other area to, 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 uh, point out within that is content, you know, content because, uh, you know, me- the media is starting to play a much more appreciable role in content development because content is now data driven and the media companies are the most data um, literate, if you will, um, because of just the, the nature of their business. Um, they've always been more, more data literate as they've had to quantify audiences and quantify preferences. And, and now they use data to quantify their, their interests, um, and the, and the types of messages that would, that would appeal to them. And so we, we see the, the merge of not only precision and persuasion or, or brand and and performance, but we also see the merge of both messages and placement. Would you say that there are one or two agencies that really stand out in terms of how they're structuring themselves to really merge these disciplines? Yeah, you can see some real clear differences in in the structure in this in this analysis. There are agencies that are well, I should say there are there are holding companies that are more agency first, if you will. Um, meaning that they, they, they go to market with the brands of their, of their individual agencies. Um, IPG is an example of this. Uh, Stagwell is an example of this. WPP to a degree, um, and Group M are, are, are an example of this. And then there are agencies that are, uh, a bit more kind of holistic in their approach, um, and use a kind of a single, if you will, master brand to go to market. Publicis is, you know, the best example, you know, to date, uh, followed by Dentsu. Um, they, those, both those companies have, have worked hard to kind of restructure themselves into a one, you know, Dentsu or one Publicis, uh, proposition. But, and so those, you know, those are, those are the kind of the polarity that you see, you know, b- between the two. And then there are, are those that, you know, that are a bit chameleon-like and that are able to take on, um, characteristics of both. Uh, Omnicom's a good example of that. While they do have a lot of strong agency brands that they use to go to market with, they, they also understand the benefit of, you know, banding together their, their capabilities and presenting it to the market as a, you know, as a team. So there's clearly a lot of big trends unfolding across the industry, but there is enough differentiation between the big groups to make some better matches, if you will, for some brands. What I personally love so much about the Forrester Wave is that it's really not about who's best. It's about who's best for what. And so I think that what could be really helpful is to just run through some of the standout capabilities and strengths that you saw and help us understand, you know, for all of the brands listening who want to understand the agency ecosystem better, like what kind of brand is best suited for each of the agencies that you evaluated? You know, as I think about the, the, the media field um, that we see in front of us in these group media companies, I mean, what's really clear is that, is that Publicis is, uh, Publicis Media is a really good fit for, you know, enterprise clients that are looking for centralized structures, you know, that are looking for um, a centralized structure to, to, to help 
you know, connect and unite all their marketing activity across the different regions or the or uh, different markets. Whereas, you know, uh, you know, Omnicom is is um, you know a, a, a really good uh, op- option for advertisers um, that are looking for. Um, you know, interoperability for for their technology. Uh, Omnicom's technology and software can plug into any stack that a client is using, any any third party source of uh, of data that's um, that that they prefer. And so their 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 ability to use their technology to you know to power the business and for it to be interoperable is 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 one of the advantages for them. You know, Dentsu Media is a, is a is a great fit for clients that are you know looking for uh thought leadership you know Dentsu is constantly thinking about what's coming next and prides itself in helping their clients think about you know media very thoroughly but beyond media as well um and so they're a great resource for that you know group m is you know is a really strong option for global clients that need scale and want to take a performance posture. They have a very performance-oriented mentality uh, inside Group M, and you can see it in the way that they are intending to restructure in, in, in 2023. And so clients looking for that performance posture would find, you know, the, the benefit of from Group M. Whereas, uh, you know, at, at, at IPG, IPG is really great at creating, you know, bespoke solutions for their clients. And so clients that are looking to looking for a solution that's that's very specific to their to their need and 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 apply it to you know uh, a team that already exists uh some agency resources that already exist ipg is fantastic at at creating those bespoke solutions you know havas uh has a a real sense about media ethics and, and media sustainability and clients that are insistent upon you know, ethics, sustainability, DEI as part of their uh, media execution would, would, would find, you know, Havas a great partner. And Stagwell, you know, as, as, as the newest has, has solutions for a, a really, a, a big range of advertisers, you know, from very digitally focused advertisers to more omnichannel. Um, advertisers. So they've got a range of solutions that would work for a number of different types of clients. And so really, I think the point being that there's something, there's something inside each of these companies that's appropriate for clients. And we hope that this research is a way for, for marketers to understand what's the best fit for their situation. Thanks for sharing that with us here, Jay. It's pretty in-depth information, and I hope this is helpful for some of our listeners on the brand side who might be looking for an agency partner. Is there anything else you want listeners to know before we wrap this up? I think it's important for listeners and, 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 and clients to understand that this is a really deep and thorough piece of analysis. We look at capabilities. We look at a lot of data. We, we, we look at examples and demonstrations. We, we talk to clients and, and we do this all with the eye of creating an understanding of strengths and weaknesses and, you know, the differentiation that's available in, in the marketplace. So I think you said it really well that, that the Forrester wave is not about who's best, but who's best for what. So before we sign off, I asked OMG's Florian Adamski to tell us why agencies and brands should care about this evaluation. Here's what he said. So not a single client will ever hire or fire an agency because of a 
third party report, including foresters, media waste. Full stop. Um, what it does, I think, is you can look at it from, I think, two, two angles. Clients that are looking for change and that are looking to pepper up their current relationship, mm-hmm. they will certainly look at Forrester to make an initial selection to create a short list of agencies, agency groups that might be of interest to them. They will then follow up with the process. You know, these processes are very, very um, long-winded and and in-depth. And the other side of it, and it's something not to underestimate at all, and I can tell you I've had several of such kinds of conversations, is if you are an existing client, and you do look at the forest of results and the agency you work with does not show up where it should be, where you would hope for it to sit on this plot that they come up with. Yeah. Which distinguishes from the leaders from the, uh, to the followers. These, uh, these clients, they get anxious about it and they will reach out. And I've had, again, I've had this before and they'll ask you, so explain to me why you are not amongst the leaders. What am I missing? That's it for this one. Thanks for listening in. And if you found value in this episode, or if you have any questions or suggestions, please reach out to me. I'm at olivia.morley at adweek.com. We'll see you next week. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brain or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality.